was the report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Vietnam Task Force. This was a report that was commissioned by the Secretary of Defense at the time, who was a man named Robert McNamara. He did this in 1967. So here's the thing. At the time that he commissioned this study, he didn't tell anybody about it. He didn't even tell the current president, who was Lyndon Johnson. He wanted to collect all of this documentation from within the White House, from correspondence that went you know, between the White House and other departments, from different places within sort of the executive branch of the government, because he wanted to prove his suspicion that President Johnson had been systematically lying to the American people about the who, what, when, why, and how of the Vietnam War. At the very least, McNamara wanted to have all of this collected as historical record, so that even if he couldn't make the current administration accountable, future presidential administrations wouldn't make the same mistakes. In 1971, a couple of years after it started and while Nixon was president, some of the things that he collected, which all told, were 48 boxes containing 7,000 some pages. Very small portions of it were leaked to the press. They were originally leaked to the New York Times and eventually to the Washington Post. The papers were basically an assemblage that showed more or less the history of the Vietnam War, and it included stuff like drafts of policy papers, memoranda, transcripts, and so on. Um, and they weren't actually collected by the Defense Department historians. McNamara had actually gone through sort of a private historian, um, one of his close aides whose name was John McNaughton. Now, unfortunately, a month after they started this project, McNaughton, his wife, and his son died in a plane crash, um, and he was then replaced by a man named Leslie Gelb, who was at the State Department and was an official there at the time, but eventually did go on to be a reporter, oddly enough. But why was the leak such a big deal? What the hell was in those papers? So the contents of this documentation revealed a lot about the U.S. involvement in Vietnam, pretty much going back to the Truman administration, but mostly people were pissed to find out that President Johnson had clearly planned covert war against North Vietnam years before the public was made aware of it, and he also had ordered the bombing of North Vietnam in 1965 after the judgment of the Intelligence Committee, which basically said, don't do it, brah, it's not worth it. There was also an excerpt where he said that the U.S. involvement in Vietnam was like 70% about avoiding humiliation for the United States. Yeah, people had some questions. But of course, at that point, Nixon had become president. So what happened from there was that after the documentation was leaked to the New York Times, specifically by a man named Daniel Ellsberg, who had been working as an analyst on the team, Nixon was extremely embarrassed by the whole thing. And he wanted to, first of all, discredit Ellsberg, and then eventually discredit the New York Times and the Washington Post once the leak was published. Now, there was basically like an injunction issued that said, you've published some of this information, but it's a threat to national security you can't publish any more of it. This warning basically came in the form of a letter from the 
attorney general. It was like, hi, you have some classified information and we'd like to respectfully ask you to maybe not publish any more of it, first of all. And actually, if you wouldn't mind, it would be like super great if you could return it to the Department of Defense. Thank you. And then the Times basically wrote back a letter that said, um, we're going to respectfully decline the attorney general's request. And also, we would love to ask you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> this ushered in something that was probably more important than the content of the Pentagon Papers, which oddly enough, people kind of joked, even now, like the contents of the Pentagon Papers, even for the people who were going through it, like most of it was ex exceedingly boring. It was worth doing because they found some tidbits that were super important, but really what came out of the Pentagon Papers was this idea of the First Amendment and free speech. And at what level does the government have the right to trample on that? And so this actually went to the Supreme Court. They actually ruled in favor of the leak and allowed further pages to be published because the burden of proof that it was really a na violating national security rather than like domestic stuff fell to the to the executive branch of the government and they didn't have the receipts you know they, and like also you know Nixon was like super concerned about his own appearance so basically the, the you know free press won and the New York Times and WAPO went on to, to publish it and actually it, it was then later in 2011 40 years after the leak occurred National Archives declassified the entire thing and originally there were some sections that were redacted but now you can actually literally read 7,000 pages of it if you want to um, it's been completely declassified by the government My my favorite part of the story, though, is that as Ellsberg was trying to smuggle out volume by volume each section of this report, he needed to make copies of it so that he could send it to the New York Times and the Post. But this was in the 1970s, and making copies was hard. So he went across town to this ad agency that some colleague's girlfriend he knew owned, and the three of them spent all night for him weeks copying it page by page on their Xerox because they were the only people who had like a Xerox machine and like nobody else had one. So <laughs> that's pretty committed, I gotta say. That's that's commitment. So the end of the story is basically that Ellsberg, for his trouble, for all of the leaks, he was charged um, and it was presumed that perhaps he would do some jail time, but all the charges were dropped because of Watergate. So when Watergate happened, sort of all of this shit looked way worse for Nixon, but the people who were involved kind of got off scot-free. I don't want to say totally scot-free, because they didn't, but I think people generally saw them as somewhat like American heroes. So the Pentagon Papers story was kind of like the grandfather of WikiLeaks, except involved a lot more photocopying.